German masala. Sit back and listen to German masala. Sit back and listen to German masala. Welcome everyone to the ninth episode of our German masala podcast. I'm your host Alex, and I'm your other host Herbir. And we're back recording at my place actually today. Last time we had the pleasure to be at your place. Thanks again for hosting me. Sure, uh, was my pleasure, and I'm very happy to be here today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we have a little bit different setup in case you're watching us on YouTube right now, because uh, well, we wanted to try something different, right? Yeah, we have a very professional setup right now. I'm quite <laughs> impressed, Alex. <laughs> well, I think we need a third camera angle so we we can like have one on each of us too. But True. I mean, it's it's good for what it is right now, right? So True. we'll be all right. Well. Let's uh, get started. And we usually start by talking about our last episode. And if we get any feedback, we'll right, talk about this now. So on our last episode, Harbir brought us a topic. Harbir, we talked about the death of like, <laughs> like traditional, traditional television. Traditional television, right? Exactly. We talked about like Netflix, YouTube, all that stuff. But before we talked about this, you had some feedback from one of your like friends or colleagues saying this podcast is a little long sometimes. Yeah. But uh, I talked to him again and uh, he was kind enough to send me a message and he was like, it is not a criticism. It's just that, I mean, it, he's in a special situation where he doesn't have a lot of time. But yeah. he said, we are doing a great job and we should continue doing the, our podcast the way we are doing it. Uh, I mean, yeah, we, I said last time as well, we should keep it, you know, organic the way it comes. Just Definitely. let it be, right? Definitely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That is, that is super nice from your friend saying that we should keep it at is. And actually, yeah. I received the same feedback. Someone else told me, like, I think your podcast is just fine. You're oh. talking to each other, you know, just keep it organic. Keep it as long as you feel it's needed. So cool. Um, so that was super nice. And also regarding one of our previous episodes, just food. I mean, just really quick. One of my friends messaged me. He's a regular listener. Okay. And he was like, you talked about Bojangles. Uh, right? Like yeah, the, yeah, we, yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and he was like, you don't really eat that food, right? Because... The, or actually he was like, the food is okay, but the drink, like the sweet tea, he was like, you, but you don't drink the sweet tea, right? I'm like, no, I love the sweet tea. Yeah. He was like, that's almost a solid. It has so much sugar in it. <laughs> <laughs> How can you even drink that? But uh, you love sugar, right? I do. Well, I think it just makes humans happy. I mean, if you really think about it, you know, sugar is one of these things, sugar and fat, those get you going, right? I uh, definitely. I mean... They are as addictive as drugs as well, so <laughs> sugar, so... Oh, they are, they are, they really are. Yeah. Well, anyhow, today we have a new topic for you. And in case you're a new listener, uh, which we do from time to time get, hopefully at least on our podcast and on the YouTube uh, channel and everywhere, you might not know how our podcast is set up. So how this works is we're two people, an Indian, well, that's you and a German. Well, well. <laughs> <laughs> and we bring each other different topics every two weeks. So last time it was Harbir's turn. Obviously, we talked about the death of traditional TV. And this time it is my turn. However, the other person never knows what we will be talking about. So today it is my honor and privilege to be talking to you about... And this is actually really funny because we kind of touched on this. Debates. Oh, yeah, but, but, wow. <laughs> okay, but, but hear me out, hear me out. We're not going to go crazy. Okay. I mean, we, we could, uh, this is, well, the people may not know when this is recorded. So this is recorded uh, two days after the, well, one day, one day, two days, well, two days. It, it two was days. yesterday night. For, for us, it was night, yeah. right? So, On morning. Yeah, it was like one and a half days ago. Okay, so yeah. one and a half days ago, um, well, one and a half days after the first uh, presidential is it called presidential debate or like I think so. presidential I, candidate debate yeah. uh, between the current sitting president, which is Donald Trump, obviously, and then the personally, hopefully, soon to be president <laughs> um, and ex-vice president Joe Biden. And again, this is not going to be about that specific debate. I actually want to touch on something different, which is somehow related to that, though, because... I, I, I didn't watch the whole thing, to be honest. I, I watched parts of it and I was so, I don't know, like sad and annoyed at some point. I was just like, oh, I just don't want to talk. I, 
I didn't watch the whole thing either, but I no. just watched a few of the new shows where they told a little bit about how the debate went. It wasn't really a debate, to be honest. They were just shouting at each other and not letting each other talk, right? It was terrible. Even in, on the German TV, on the new show that I've mentioned here now a couple of times, um, they did feature the, well, they did feature the debate and just yeah. talked about how it went. And I thought it was interesting that it, you know, I mean, obviously it was watched all around the world and it's just sad to see that an opportunity like this is missed, especially for the American people. I mean, this is, this is a core value of democracy, being able to, to have a, well, hopefully civilized debate. But again, this is not about the actual topics which were discussed in the debate. And, and it's only partially about how it went down because after the debate, a lot, like a lot of people started, you know, putting out ideas like, hey, you know what? Mute the people who are not speaking. Yeah. Um, and they were like, you know, they should be in, uh, I, I saw one that wrote on, I think, Twitter, it's like, they should be in different rooms even, and they shouldn't see what the other person's facial expression is. They should be in plexiglass boxes. <laughs> they should, you know, there's, there's a whole bunch of things to consider. And this time yeah. like in our podcast right here, I want to talk about why debates are important or maybe why they're not important, but then how they can be held in a civilized way through well, technology, right? Because we are now in an age where we don't have the issues anymore that a hundred or more years ago you would have where you couldn't record, or maybe a hundred years you could record people, but you know, longer than that ago, you basically, you like, there was no technical ability to have a debate with microphones and computers and everything where you would just mute one person basically, right? That, that, yeah. that wasn't an opportunity. But going further than just the muting stuff, I want to get into, is it important for the candidates to see each other, right? Is this mm. something that needs to be done? Is this something where the moderator has to step in more? Like how can debates be done in a way where it still preserves the core values of democracy? And honestly, even if you have someone like Trump in there, that that's still democracy having a forum where even though I personally find his views disgusting and um, I, I think uh, this is more like white supremacist stuff that he says that. Did, did you actually i know you didn't hear the whole debate but yeah. did you hear somewhere in the news where he is very very reluctant to say yes. anything against the white supremacist oh groups gosh. at all yeah. it's like that's the easiest thing to do yeah you he's know? like are you denouncing white supremacists and everyone would be like well just say yes i am and then <laughs> and then he goes no no, I, I, well, he didn't actually say it, right? So no, so he started talking about the Proud Boys group. It, apparently, it's one of those white su supremacist yeah. groups, and he said then, "Oh, uh, stand down," and then he said, "Stand by." Yes, yeah, I think it's stand back and stand by. They even make like a logo out of it already. This is crazy. When you say someone to stand by, when you say your army should stand by, it means they are ready for action. What kind oh. of action are they supposed to take? Exactly, and, and it's not only about like, st like standby is, is the opposite of what you want to convey in a situation yeah. like this, which, uh, well, someone I think summarized really good. Uh, one, I think it's one senator who said, well, it's unfair to ask Trump to denounce um, the white supremacist group because that's his core voter base. And I'm like, well, that is terrible. This is like- But that can't be that many people, to be honest. You know, well, if I, that's I his hope. core voter base, I hope. But honestly, this is just, you know, quick detour here. But this is how Hitler started, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Like it has a lot of these same things where you want to stay in power. You're denouncing that you won't step down. There are certain smaller, like, fighters groups that will fight on your behalf, like the Proud Boys, stuff like that. So um, I really, really hope the whole situation gets sorted out. But again, <laughs> we've kind of made this a topic now, but yeah. <laughs> it shouldn't be, shouldn't be too big of a topic. Um, let's jump straight into it. Uh, what are your like most after seeing some of the debate, obviously, and after already also seeing other debates? For example, we have the Generaldebatte in yeah. the Bundestag in Germany, which is like the general debate where all the parties come together. Chancellor Angela Merkel is there. She gives her talk or whoever is chancellor at the time, obviously. Um, and they are usually really civilized, although they also get some shouting and stuff. But mm. it's... Yeah, you can't compare the both. Like, uh, General Tabata, it's like very, very professional and very, very civilized. You can actually see that the people who are there, they have done their homework. They know what they're going to say, you know, 
And yeah, they, they usually have like statements prepared and everything. Exactly. And they're respectful to each other. Most of the times, right? There yeah. is some shouting going on, but that's that's also part of democracy, right? You should be able to, you know, shout your opinion and the other one should be able to take it as well. Yeah, usually they're, they're more shouting like to raise their voice in terms of making their statement, not shouting someone in the face and being like, you're yeah. stupid or something. And there's also a bunch of talk shows. We don't really have this 1v1 like head-on-head debates usually well there are a couple but usually uh, they get to invited to like marblet Ilna or some yeah. other talk show where basically all they do is they sit together in a circle kind of like we're doing here <laughs> uh you know have a couple of chairs here and there and then they talk and they have a moderator just like they had at the first presidential debate in the u.s well <laughs> it didn't really moderate a lot <laughs> man but i mean i kind of like I would probably have lost my yeah. temper a bunch of times. And I can so understand Joe of saying like, shut up, man. <laughs> it's, now, it's now a meme everywhere. Oh, man. Yeah. He's was... a clown. That's what he said. That's, oh, what, yeah, that's what he also said. Well, but, okay. So, and this is, we're already getting started. I like this. But this is also something where I say, I mean, I totally understand this. Yeah. Everybody wants to say, just shut the F up, Donald. But... This is also a little bit unprofessional on Joe's side yeah, because he's, he's putting himself out there as the decent man. I can, I, I still think it's okay for him to on Twitter say, you know, like he's the worst president we ever had because I think that's a, for now, I think in like objective measurement, but still this, it's getting a little bit into that, not hate speech, but a little bit onto that shady area where honestly, I think you should still be respectful of everyone. The thing is, I, I'm a strong believer in that you don't have to sink to a level of someone whom you do not like and, you know, uh, the person who is wrong. You don't have to sink to that person's level, right? But the thing is, this is something I've been noticing more and more now. The more ignorant people are, the more louder they speak, right? And this is kind of making our whole reality. I mean, I, th I would say we people like a lot of people like us can actually understand what is what the lies what is the truth that is being said but then there are people who are vulnerable vulnerable these can be teenagers these can be people who like to believe things that is being said by rich and powerful people yeah. right and yeah. when these people are speaking loudly and repeating the lies again and again i mean biden also said that this is something that Goebbels did right Goebbels? yes what? yeah, and, and, yeah. And it is it, it truly is yeah like and this, this form of speaking and uh, yeah. Sorry, yeah, so I mean, I can understand Joe Biden as well. Yeah, totally. it, it is very annoying. Oh, it is. And have you seen the polls afterwards saying like what the um, debate made the American people feel? They had like one poll up there. It's like 69% annoyed. And then it comes oh, like, and informed because that's the main point where you have a debate. You should feel more informed about your candidates, about, you know, who's running for president um, after you have the debate. Only seven, I think it was, sorry, I think it was 17%. I think, but it's like only 17% or something like this, which is a terrible testimonial to a presidential debate because your main objective <laughs> is to inform the people about what your policies are going to be. And honestly, there was none of that, really. I mean, barely anything. Well, apparently that was not his objective, at least. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's, let's actually jump back a couple of steps. We, yeah. uh, we said stuff like muting the mic and other stuff should be maybe introduced to make debates fairer and also just for the public i think more not necessarily accessible but more contextual enriching because there is no benefit whatsoever of someone like trump shouting while biden is giving his opinions or his facts whatever like they are currently doing um because that's, you know, that's their two minutes. They should be able to spend these two minutes however they want. And this is democracy. Again, if Trump wants to, you know, express supremacist, white supremacist views on there, although I highly condemn it, and I think that should be illegal, technically if you, and this is always, you know, the democracy kind of game you have to play, like, what do you allow and what do you not allow? So, for example, in Germany, the NPD, the Nationalist Party of Germany, I think that's it, right? Nationalist Nationalpartei Deutschlands? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that party is actually banned in Germany. Yeah, since a couple of years now, yeah, right? Yeah, so that's actually, they've been proven to actively deteriorate democracy 
So stuff like this isn't allowed anymore. And I hope everybody in the world learned their lesson that this shouldn't be allowed. So I think there's a fine line to walk between having a fully democratic system where everyone can express any view, but I think there should be certain ground rules that you should be able to touch. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But coming to the debate, to the actual debate, what do you think is something that we should implement there? Uh, so in terms of how we can make the debate better. Yeah, right? like everything from the setup to how it's, I don't know, presented, filmed, which people are present. I think what are your a moderator plays a huge, huge role. And so I don't know if you heard this, but Joe Rogan actually offered that he can have both the people, both both no of them way. actually he did that a week ago i think really he said, yeah i can have both the people on my podcast and then you know i can sort of moderate and i think someone like him can do a brilliant job at this holy moly yeah you know? he would freaking like he is strong enough to actually express first of all he doesn't give any crap he doesn't whatsoever care. right like so. he, he would just be like well, you just shut up now. You don't have to speak. <laughs> well, just mute him. Mute him. <laughs> yeah. And the other thing with that uh, format, with the podcast format, is that you do not have all these limitations, right? Where you say, okay, now you have talked for two minutes. Now you can't talk anymore, right? So a podcast can go on for four, five, six hours. And then at that time, in that moment, you actually will know what people's views are, I think, right? So if you have, yeah. just have to talk for like, an hour or half an hour, you can always prepare yourself very well, right? But if it is a longer podcast that is that does not have any defined end, right? As long as you have something to say, you can stay there. As long as it's interesting for the moderator and he thinks it's in, or she thinks it's interesting for the people later, it can go keep going on, right? So I think this would make something. I mean, why can't these people take more time than just one hour or 90 minutes talking, yeah. right? I mean, but, but actually, I kind of disagree. Well, I, I agree that a podcast is a great format to have long story, you know, form telling of stuff. And, and honestly, sometimes I love long podcasts. Some of Joe like when Elon Musk was on Joe Rogan, I loved that. That was interesting. And I like to listen to the people who are on these podcasts talking for such a long time. So that's okay. But especially if you want to make something accessible for the general public, I think like having a couple hour podcast or something hmm. is maybe not the ideal format. And also, I think you still have to ensure that it's fairly distributed, like the talking time. Hmm. Although I generally don't like fixed talk times on like stuff like we're doing here, like who cares? But when you have a debate, first of all, you said the moderator is really important. I completely agree. Yeah. But then you, you want to have the... You don't want to have one person just dominating the entire thing, which is, I think, then again, some form of job the moderator has to do, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, the thing is, I think... So if it's a podcast format, right? If it's not like there aren't really like these two minutes, three minutes slots sort of assigned to people. And I know it can be long for people. It can be boring as well sometimes. But you can always like edit it later you can put the important stuff uh, online later which well, people but, can see but here right? but, but here's the deal once you start editing people will be like oh they edited his part out they edited okay. this part out so that's why i actually think something like this has to be unedited it, mm. it doesn't necessarily have to be live i think i feel like it, it it doesn't add that much value to it but what it definitely should never be is edited down because you would have either side accusing the other side of maybe taking out of context or stuff like that. Yeah, hadn't thought about that. That's a very good point that, yeah. But again, I think a good moderator can really, really play a huge role uh, in keeping the debate civil and keeping the things to the point as well, right? The other thing, technology might be able to play a huge role as well. Good point, so, yeah. Right now, everyone is working online, right? And we have our meetings online. We do. And we can, if there are like 20 people in the group and someone's microphone is on and we say, okay, this person forgot to maybe mute themselves, we always have the possibility of yeah, muting like we. them. So we yeah. as participants, but definitely the moderator. So there are stuff like classroom applications from, I want to say like, Google Meet definitely has one, but also Zoom has, Zoom has yeah. one. There and where the of... moderator of the meeting is actually able to take a certain person and just mute them, right? Yeah. So this is something where I think the moderator actually 
should have the opportunity to do it. I'm actually, maybe it's just better if it's always muted while the other person is talking. That way it's also unbiased. So let's say the moderator would want to emphasize one point over the other and doesn't mute the mic in a certain situation. This could be taken as partisan again, could be taken as, you know, having a certain view. So just technology muting, maybe just the entire mic once you're not allowed to speak. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Set of rules as well. I now <laughs> understand your point. I think set of rules are also important. Yeah. 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 So for the moderator, let's dive a little bit deeper into into his role or her role. And this time it was his. It was actually a Fox News moderator. I think so. Yeah. Is he? Yeah. yeah. And he was. And I'm not the biggest fan of, of Fox News. I think I've expressed this on this um, on this podcast before. But overall, like given the circumstances, it wasn't terrible how he moderated it. Yeah. Right. The the big thing is, and I want to hear your point on this he should have been stronger in making sure that people let them finish. I don't know how strong you can be with, with Trump. You're talking to the president of the United States, right? So there's always this respect factor as well that comes with the position. You, you don't have to respect the person. Like you don't have to respect Donald Trump, but you but do need to holds. respect yeah. the office, right? So I think there's always, how can you, I don't know. It would be even for me. It would be very, very difficult to, you know, sort of be hard with such a person. I mean, if I was talking to CEO of my company, right, and I was uh, moderating a debate he was uh, participating in, it would be difficult for me to say something as well. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I guess when, when you think about it that way, I agree. And that's probably where then technology comes in to take over that role of just muting whoever isn't, whoever turn it isn't. Just after two minutes, cutting off the mic. You yeah. know, just doing stuff like that where the moderator is lifted off these burdens. Yeah. And the moderator will have a chance to also fulfill his or her duty on actually asking relevant questions and hope hopefully asking like follow-up questions on some of these topics. Yeah, agreed. All right, so that's, that's the moderator and some of the technology aspect. One thing that was highly debated as well, fact checking. <laughs> that's... Should there be, and I mean, this is really an important question. Should there be someone who fact checks what people are saying live and maybe in the background because they always have the, I think it's Declaration of Independence, like in the background, maybe they should, it should turn red if, a, if it's someone is, <laughs> <laughs> is talking uh, BS if someone is not telling the truth because yeah. certain things like let's say the distance between the city of Hamburg and Berlin is not an opinion that you can form it's like if you're driving the shortest distance it's 300 kilometers or something like that I don't know the exact number but you know that's that's what it is yeah like you can't argue around it you can't be like no it's actually 100 no it, it isn't it like, might be how can you say it's 300 you are hurting my feelings right now <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I know what you mean exactly. Okay, so, so fact-checking. What, what's your opinion on fact-checking? Is it feasible to have someone there? Is it not? Is it... It, it should be feasible these days with all the technology we have. We have uh, search uh, engines like Google where you can type in anything and you will get the results in a matter of seconds. Yes. I mean, I don't know what your next words were. You can create your own databases if you wanted to make things official, right? But you can't have everything like in your databases already available. Sure. You don't know what a person like Trump is going to say next. He's unpredictable, Unpredictable, right? Unpredictable. So, yeah. However, I want to say like we should also be really mindful that if you just put something in a search engine like Bing, Google, AltaVista. Is AltaVista still around? DuckDuckGo is around. DuckDuckGo is Duck, around. Duck, yeah. definitely around. Yeah. Anyway, if you put something in those search engines, you may not get perfect results. And this is something which I think, to be honest, a lot of older people don't get. Yeah. Like not everything that's on the internet is just true just because it's surfaced by the <laughs> Facebook algorithm or on a Google search result. You still have to make sure those sources are reliable. But still, I generally agree. Um, the big issue that I see is with someone like Trump, he would probably argue, oh, this is still fake. You just pull this up somewhere. And at some point, I can't believe I'm saying this, but at some point, it's just, you can't do anything. Yeah. Like you, but it is true. Like it's the fact. And you have someone there saying like, no, it isn't. And the same thing with cutting the microphone off, which I think still should be done. And I think they're discussing this right now. But let's say that, that 
that Trump next time is like, they cut my microphone off earlier than, than Joe Biden's. And, and then his, maybe his supporters will be like, yeah, they did this. They sped up the video in his, when he was talking and they slowed it down for Joe. So he has more time. Like you will get these outrageous allegations, no matter who you will put in charge. Yeah. Which I think is sad. Yeah. So I think we should be, be really aware of the situation right now. It should not become the new normal, right? No, so a person please. like, oh God, you no. know, it, this is not a normal person right now, like, you know, your standard politician that will sort of candidate usually. So I think if you put some measures in place, like having a fact check, it might not work with Donald Trump right now, but I'm pretty sure it'll work with the next time's candidates, right? Because not all the people are the same and not everyone is going to say, oh, this is a lie, this is a lie. And, you know, we know, again, as I was saying, a certain minority is very, very loud. And unfortunately, is like usually the most ignorant people, right? But this needs to change, right? It does. Yeah. It really does need to change. And this is a really good point that you brought up because having all of the technology in the world is also maybe not the option, right? Usually you, you have people who hopefully have the best of the nation in their, well, in their interest, right? And, yeah. and keep this up. And maybe, and this is also, let's, let's jump maybe to the downside of this, maybe some of this would also restrict um, opportunities that may be missed or something, right? So. Is technology at a point where if we use stuff like muting the mic or or even just, you know, enabling fact checking, could this hurt debates in a certain way? I'm just thinking out loud here. Let's say if someone, you know, makes a point uh, and is off by a marginal amount, right? Let's say, I don't know, let's talk about COVID death, terrible, but let's say, you know, the US surpassed 200,000. Let's just pretend Joe had his numbers mixed up a little bit and said they are at 210,000, right? Yeah. Now, well, if you have fact checking, you should fact check that because that's a hard fact. There is no, no, that people, like that person is still alive. Well, they're dead, they're right there. Okay, so that's a fact, right? You could fact check that. Let's say he was wrong and it was actually just 200,000. Now he was off by 5%. That's okay. It's still in the same ballpark. We all get this. However, a political opponent would easily be able to spin this into, well, look, he always estimates too high. He wants to make me look bad, even though it is, you know, just a tiny amount. But you would have to be fair and fact check everything. And even though if you're just off by a little bit, you would still have to be off. Right? Yeah, but there's a difference between 5% and let's say 95%, right? So if someone is, someone just misquoted the facts and it's like just 5 or 10% more or less, you know, this was not a deliberate mistake, right? So it was uh, something just happened, something you didn't realize, right? Well, 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 yeah, but usually, I mean, a normal human being should be able to understand that this was not as bad as a lie when someone is saying that in March there was there were no coronavirus cases cases in the U.S. Right? Again, this is something coming from the president, you know. Yeah, like well, a couple I, said, of days I think ago, said by Easter, said. but yeah, still. Easter is even later. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean. <laughs> and there were still cases by Easter, just yeah. to confirm. Even, I think even Elon Musk uh, actually said this. So Did sad. he say that? Yeah, I think he tweeted out and he's like, uh, I think there are no cases beyond like Easter or April or something. And obviously he was wrong. But anyway, or not okay. obviously, he usually is right about a bunch of things, but not in that case. Yeah. Um, I mean, I get your point. And again, like regular people who, I don't want to say like have an education because you don't need an education to discern something like you don't, this. You don't have to no. have a college degree to no, understand these not things. At no, all. Not at all. You don't, you don't even have to have any, it just is basic human like instinct and understanding of just basic stuff. But again, I, I get that you say like, well, what if someone is saying, you know, it's only 100,000 deaths and it's actually 200,000 deaths versus someone saying it's 210,000 deaths, uh, but it's actually only 200,000. The difference is like 50% off or 100% off, like, you know, 100% plus than 200,000 or 5% off in the plus direction. That's a huge difference. Yeah. And I would much rather have someone be really close and not exactly quoted right than someone be off. However, in the political, oh gosh, sorry, in the political game, I still think that 
you can spin this and people will people because I've seen this before. I've seen people, unfortunately with Trump again, but I've seen people be like, well, but look at Joe, look at, I don't know, Hillary, look at whoever. They also did X. Yeah, and, this... it's, and it's not, and they did this. Yes, they did this. It wasn't like completely out of the thin air, which sometimes it is, but it wasn't. But it was like, it was different. Like it was something about like emails or something like on a private server, right? And then you, yeah, you know all the stories, but it's, it's yeah. still, people will spin this and be like, especially supporters of him who are looking for straws to grasp on and be like, no, you are right. Or no, but he did this too. Well, then after a debate like this quote, well, Trump misquoted the coronavirus death by 100% or by 50% saying there are 100,000 when there are actually 200,000. And then they will be like, yeah, but Joe also made a mistake. He had them too high, which makes President Trump look bad, which is exactly his agenda, right? This whataboutism is a very, very dangerous thing, right? And it's happening a lot these days. Uh, and it comes to politics. It's uh, So uh, in the US, I mean, this is extreme. They like lock her up thing, anything. And they are still talking about Hillary. Why are they talking about Hillary right now? Yes, like not she, his... She's not even a candidate. She doesn't matter at all right now. She's out of the race. Yeah. There's like talk about your future of your country with the people who are most likely to, to bring you... Yeah, but the thing is, with certain people, you can't really talk, you can't change their mind. And this is unfortunately the most uh, sort of trusting, Donald Trump trusting people right now. This is his voter yeah. base, right? You, you can't make them change their mind. The thing is, what you need to do with these kind of instruments, like with debates, is to, to let the people who, are, who haven't made up their minds yet know what their intentions are. And I think that is a really good point. And actually, it was quoted that, or quoted, maybe not, but uh, a lot of people said, well, people are going into these debates, watching these debates with a really made up mind. And some of the before and after polls showed like the results barely moved. However, sometimes you're not going in there with a um, change towards like in the US's case, Democrats versus Republicans. And you're not like, oh, now all of a sudden I'm going to vote for Trump and I was Biden before or vice versa. But a lot of the times you're also getting informed about a certain aspect of that person and qual qualities, like presidential qualities, like does that person have the respect to talk to global leaders and f like have a civilized debate even when it gets heated? Uh, I don't know if you saw some of the Angela Merkel stuff and especially after she got done in her general debate and she sat down, she was smiling. She's like, you know, I delivered my points and she made... I mean, I don't agree with everything Angela Merkel does, honestly. And I think she made a lot of mistakes when it comes to um, the transport sector or some of the Dieselgate stuff. I think there should have been more penalties like in the US, actually. But at the same time, I will always trust her to have a civilized discussion to bring mostly the best of Germans' interests always on top of the table. And I am never afraid to have her sit down with any global leader where I'll be like, oh, crap, this might lead to war. This would never be my first thought. Yeah, I, I agree. So, I mean, I'm, I'm a German citizen as well now. So I, she's also my chancellor, my prime she minister is, as well, yeah. you know. And I'm always, whenever I see her sitting with the world leaders, I, you know, I feel a little bit, I, I feel glad because I know that she's not, going to say some stupid things over there, you know, and people actually respect her. I mean, this is her 15th year as a, yeah. uh, as, uh, as a chancellor, I think. I think so, yeah. It's a huge, huge deal, right? And do you remember when she was sitting with Trump and Trump said something that was so funny as well? But yeah, I agree. So you need that kind of people. I, I mean, there, there are people who would say, oh, but with these kind of people, you never know what they actually are thinking, what their, uh, you know, what their principles are, what their values yeah. are. With Trump, you always, you, you get what you see, right? <laughs> but I don't know if that's good or bad. Exactly. Sure. If you are seeing with Trump what you're getting, if, if that's what you're getting, what you're seeing, I don't want to get that. Yeah, if, exactly. <laughs> if I were American, I would have said no. I mean, no. <laughs> a lot of people did. The, he didn't win the popular vote. So that's a whole other issue yeah, that that's... we might discuss at some point. Um, yeah. But, so for the debate, actually, I know I kind of threw you, I tried to throw you under the bus here and say like fact-checking is difficult and it's maybe an issue. 
However, in, in, in general, I definitely agree. Like, I think fact-checking should be a thing and there should be certain thresholds for numbers. Like, if you just have, you know, a certain percentage wrong, who cares? But it should always be in the right direction. And especially stuff like mail-in voting, like claiming there's fraud with that, with no evidence whatsoever. This is just the saddest thing ever because I've been voting by mail my entire life. Actually, yeah. no, once I did go into a voting booth. But especially during the coronavirus now, that's the thing to do. Freaking save your freaking population. Don't put them on the death bro, basically. <laughs> like, what is up with that? So I'm really sad because that's such an important uh, instrument of democracy, granting the ability for everyone to vote, especially elderly people who may not be able to walk anywhere, who are maybe in elderly homes who need to still participate in the, or maybe want to and need to participate, right? I mean... I think it's just an excuse he wants to have later once, you know, he loses, in case he loses. I'm not really sure about that, to be honest. Last time, everyone was saying, oh, this. So I uh, well, I used to work in consulting back then, and we had a colleague, uh, and I was on the same project, and we were sitting, we were having breakfast, and she went, oh, this guy is never going to win. She was from the yeah, US, right? Yeah. And after a week, we were sitting at the same table and he actually won. You should have seen her face. No one believed, or at least the people I knew did not believe that this guy was going to win. But he still won, right? Yeah. Um, this is, yeah, I, I don't really know what to say about that, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're drifting off again into the actual yeah. people stuff. But we were at the polls and having, you know, that people... Sorry, yeah. Yeah, there's one more thing. Um, I don't know. So, I mean, I, I trust the uh, I trust the post postal services yeah. in Germany at least. I don't know. I am pretty sure they are good in in the Usually US as well. Usually they are. They have always. Yeah, been. you have lived over there, so yeah. you can be a better judge of that. But why can't we make these things accessible via internet now? Yeah. You know why we, especially countries like the US, which are technologically so advanced. Right. Why can't they do that? Agreed, but also disagree. So firstly, I'm like, and actually, if you would have asked me maybe two months ago, I'd be like, yep, that's the thing. We need to do that. Have it online. But the more I digged into this topic, the more it's also like, oh, maybe we shouldn't. Because okay. having it all online is actually the one place where no system is perfect. We work in a big IT company. There are freaking issues. There are issues on like like freaking huge companies like Facebook leaked your data everywhere. Those are the technology companies that have the, I would argue, frankly, best engineers. And if they make mistakes on something like a voting stuff, that would be terrible. So I think at some point it hopefully comes because I want this personally. I want to just log on. Here we go. Done. But I think it's also vulnerable, way more vulnerable than other stuff. But the thing is, even the offline systems aren't really perfect. If you no, go somewhere and put your they're ballot not. in a box, right, it, something can always happen. <laughs> so, there can be cheating over there as well, fraud over there as well. So I'm not really sure. I don't have any numbers right now, right? But I would be very interested in seeing, like, if you compare, I mean, of course, we don't have data for polling uh, online, yeah. but to see something similar, like, you know, when you open your, whatever, your trading account for uh, your uh, stock or stocks, right? So you have to, identify, uh, you have to identify yourself as well. And how much fraud is going on, on the, uh, over there? I would, I would like to see similar things, yeah, yeah. similar data. Yeah. yeah, maybe that's an option for the future. And hopefully it is. Yeah. Coming back to the topic of debates. We now touched upon obviously having technology and they're muting certain people while they're not talking, having people actually finish on time, right? And then just cut them off after their time is done. We talked about moderators role in there, asking questions, but also acting as a, you know, hopefully party that can control these two in case of maybe Joe Rogan, where I would still argue, as you said, you might still have that difference in power where you would still not be able to fulfill that role to 100% yeah. saying that we should have this being taken over by technology. We talked about fact-checking, having maybe fact-checking in there. Now I want to talk about the visuals of all of this because you actually already indirectly touched on this. Although I guess Joe Rogan does do a video podcast. However, let's say we would cut out the video component or at least cut out the 
video, kind of the visual between the two candidates. Because that's my hypothesis here completely. That's just my, um, how I see it, right? Maybe a lot of this anger, a lot of this furiousness is also coming from facing each other directly. And I know this is a certain point that a debate wants to make, but maybe there's not much added or not much gained from having this. So what if you would actually have them in two different rooms or if you know those sitcom sets have basically, you know, the moderator sit a little bit away from the stage and then have a central divider wall and have one candidate here and one <laughs> candidate here because that would maybe if you still keep the visual stuff for the audience, obviously still keeping it more interesting, sure. Um, because that would on the one hand allow people to really focus on one person and not having both of them in view, unless the camera wants them to be both in view. And it would help the candidates just not lose focus by someone rolling their eyes or, or <laughs> shouting. Well, I guess shouting you would still hear, but you know, looking at other stuff. What do you think? Uh, that could work. But again, how about having people who are civil enough candidating, right? Who are going to, I mean, this is not a, if you see, again, if you come to uh, like the polling here in Germany, if you see how politicians behave over here, of course, they are not always very well behaved, but there's always a courtesy level for each other. If there are parties mostly, like mostly, mostly because some of the off day stuff is also. Mostly, yeah, that's but, the point I was just about to make, oh, you know, okay. that there are some certain parties, but these are not the mainstream parties or not the mainstream politicians. Sure. And even with AfD, I mean, I don't agree with everything like these people have to say, but there are people who can articulate themselves really well in that party as well. Like yeah, Hitler was a good speaker. So. <laughs> no, yeah, not, not kidding. That's true. But yeah. you know, yeah, but yeah, it's difficult to say. I mean, you can put all these measures in place, but if the person who is debating, it's not going to respect the measures. It's not going to be very useful. Exactly. But again, you're not, you're not trying to make them respect the measures because some of these measures you just can't unrespect, right? Like a <laughs> muted microphone plus a isolated room or at least no visual content. You, like Trump doesn't have like laser vision and he can look through vaults, right? You don't know that. Well, I don't know, I guess. Ooh, fake news. But, you know, so there is, there is some level of uh, physical distancing and, you know, actual distance we can bring in between people that could help this. And I'm wondering if, I know that technically I'm completely with you. I want to have civilized debates. I want to have people who are respecting basic human courtesies, having people finish. If they have two minutes, they have two minutes. If they, if the moderator says, well, your two minutes are up, please stop talking. Well, you, you just got to stop talking, right? Like just basic stuff that even like kindergarten children learn, right? So yes, I hopefully always have politicians, at least that I can vote for that are all respecting this, even though some of them may have views, which I highly contest or even completely disagree with. But that's again, then democracy, right? That's where we live. Yeah. But for the time being, shouldn't, shouldn't we explore some of these alternatives that would seem completely out of your mind to someone who's in, who's, who has maybe never seen Trump's presidential campaigns and stuff like that? These could be really useful. I don't know what channel is going to, who is going to be the moderator next time. Maybe yeah, I don't, they, even, I don't know. Yeah. Let me check, but yeah. Maybe they'll hear us and start using some of the things we just said. <laughs> well, maybe. I mean, uh, we're, we're out here for everyone to listen. We're on all the major podcast platforms, including like Apple Podcasts. I think we're on Amazon now, right? Amazon? Yes. I think we talked about Amazon. this yesterday, uh, yesterday last time. Yeah. Uh, we're on YouTube, obviously, where we upload actually video podcasts. So Spotify as well. Spotify, right? that's a good yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, all of them. Uh, Podbean, actually, too. So, yeah, if you, if you haven't subscribed yet, please do. It's completely free, and it just means that you get notified when there's a new episode, and it... If depending on the app you use, also downloads automatically. So when you're out on the go, you don't. Well, I mean, you're usually not out on the go anymore, really, that much. But when you're out on the go, you when you're taking a walk, you don't have to use mobile data. Um, but anyway, so I think a lot of these things on campaign and debate level should be implemented. Is there something like out of the box, like completely thinking out of the box, which you think could be helpful for this? Hmm. Like no limits, no limits set. 
something that's as crazy as you can think, but maybe yeah. we can deduct some some actual usefulness from that. <laughs> Do you want to make them wrestle with each other? <laughs> okay, so a lot of people have suggested this. Yeah. And Although I may not agree with the wrestling term, and, and the issue is this would put some sort of childishness into the game. Right? Exactly. <laughs> but, but I'm going to say that having them compete in some form of physical activity, why not? <laughs> you don't want to see two 80 years old competing against each other in a match of wrestling, I think. Well, maybe not, again, maybe not wrestling, but sometimes I think, and I mean, this is kind of like, I, this is kind of controversial, but you have a lot in your system. And if you can do it in a somewhat safe manner, for example, you know, this like with those big plush, um, like foam sticks and there's a yeah. ball pit yeah. down below and you're trying to get someone off like a beam. Oh, I know what you mean. Like yeah, with yeah, the yeah, fall yeah. pits and then you're like fighting them and then yeah. one person falls off the of the stick, right? That would be funny. I, I, I would definitely watch that, yeah. <laughs> Me too. And although it probably doesn't tell you much about the presidential ca like stuff in there, yeah. it, would, it would be really uh, entertaining and stuff. Yeah. Although, I guess it's unfair if you have different body types in there and other yeah. stuff in there. So Yeah, I hope uh, The Rock, like Dwayne Johnson, candidates sometime. <laughs> and then you have someone, you know, who is a bit elderly. <laughs> competing against them. That'd be an interesting match, right? No, no it kind of would be. However, I have actually one that we can deduct from this. So you said, you know, wrestling, stuff like that. Maybe a little over the top. However, what about a more game show-like competition where it's not really about your ability to be physically active, but maybe yeah. your brain? Because Trump has bragged about, oh, I have the test and I'm really smart and person, camera, man, TV, blah, blah, blah. I have the best brain in the world. You yep. have never seen such a good brain. And then even in the debate, did you catch that with smart? It's like, I uh, Don't talk about smart. Don't smart. Brother. Actually, one thing I want to just put in here really quick, because this, this actually, apart from the white supremacist stuff, this is the one thing which I just hate Trump for. Yeah. I, don't even, I don't even give any any damn about any other things like he said, or I do still, but when he talked about Joe's son, one of them got killed, you know, and, 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 and then one of them had a drug addiction. And although obviously I, I don't think drugs are good, right? I'm not be like, oh yeah, go on, take drugs. That's, that's not who I am. But if you suffer from something and you get back on your feet, I want to have a father like Joe. Yeah, and the thing is, it shouldn't matter for to him, to Trump, or to all the other people in the US what Biden's son is doing, right? If he used to take drugs. I, I honestly think it's the president, it's not uh, you are electing, it's not his family, it's not a dictator, right? Well, but it's, what did Trump do? He basically put his entire family because, on his death. Yeah, because he's not an honest person. You elect an honest person. That's why. That's why you need to vote for, for, for the right person, right? Yes. But again, I think it should still be taken into consideration what people do. And actually, from what I personally see, I mean, this is completely my own opinion here, but what I see when I saw Dojo and I mean, looking into his history a little bit, what he has done and what he has suffered through with losing family members in a car crash, stuff like that, right? I see that uh, he's a man who has gone through some of the traumatic experiences, which millions of other people go through, which are hard to relate to for a lot of people, but which are more easily to relate to for him because he has gone through them. Yeah. Having a son who has then recovered and being able to stand in front of an entire nation, the entire world, looking into the camera and saying, I'm proud of you, I mean, this brings tears to my eyes. This, is, this makes me so happy to see that there is still some good in the world because no matter, like, no matter what you think of Joe, if you don't agree with his politics or stuff, this is just basic human decency. Yeah. And yeah. coming after him for saying something like this is the, like, the, personally, to me, this actually matters even more than the white supremacy stuff because this is the mm. core qualities of humans that you can't really teach people. This is just something that if I, would, if I would be in charge of HR at a big company, I would look for people 
who have qualities like being interested in stuff, being honest, being stuff like that. I don't care if they can actually do the job because you can learn stuff. You can learn programming, you can learn engineering. That's all really unimportant to me at first. It's the people, right? I agree. I, I think a lot of the companies are trying to do that these days as well. So if you go to the big IT companies as we were talking about them, uh, like if you went to Facebook, I'm pretty sure they have their systems and measures in place which will test what kind of a person you are. Of course, they want to have smart people, but also people who are, you know, who are nice, who are good human beings, who yeah, can work in teams as well. Stuff like that, integrity. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, that's, that's the thing, right? But this is so crazy. For people, when you're going to give someone a job uh, which on which he or she is going to make like 100,000 or whatever, you look for integrity. And then you put someone in charge of a superpower who does not have any integrity. How, how does this make sense? Well, it's, it's the democratic process. And to be fair, I think some people were fed up with a couple of things in the US at the point. And even, you know, Obama wasn't perfect. He had his shortcomings. And maybe this is something that I think in Germany it's called like, what is it? Call like if you just vote against something like it's there, there was a term Germany has a term for everything <laughs> there was a term for this I, I don't really remember but it's just like like an anti-vote you're like I didn't like this and that's why I'm voting for the like out out dog party like the the one that nobody thinks will win I mean that's how Alternative for Deutschland started right exactly they and said exactly. we are the alternative you yeah. are sick of all the other parties that are there vote yeah. for us exactly which is terrible and sometimes i think it's a political instrument used to get the traditional parties back on their main road being like you know what if you don't make better politics i'm just going to vote for this stupid party out there you see and then that party gets voted it's like oh crap we really need to change something and hopefully this in turn leads to again better politics right yeah I know, I know. Uh, integrity, really important. However, we were at the point where we talked about, you know, formats of how we could improve or maybe alter a debate format. And you said wrestling. Again, wrestling may be a little harsh, but... yeah, but, <laughs> Just joking. <laughs> but let's keep that format, right? You want yeah. to learn about the people, a little bit about their personalities and how they would react to certain situations. And you want to know if they're capable of basic human tasks, maybe basic knowledge they would have. So I propose something like, in Germany, it's called Schlag den Rab. A would, game show. Yes, like make it a little bit like a game show. I'm again yeah. not talking about physical activities here because honestly that's not really what a president should be doing like. Although I think a president is a role model and if you have an obese president, I don't know if Trump counts as obese, but he's pretty fat. Um, <laughs> I mean he is. Like there's there's just no other way of putting it. He eats freaking unhealthy and he's fat. He would say he's the most healthy person you've ever met. <laughs> I'm sure his daughter says the same thing. No, but you know, Again, I don't really care if people are, uh, you know, have a little bit more weight and are governing. Some in Germany do, like our, who's that, the one? Is he, is he the Fizek vice chancellor? What's his yeah, name? Yeah, Olaf Scholz. No, Olaf Scholz. Oh, no, you're no, talking no, about... he, no, he doesn't, doesn't have. Anyway, like a minister for something else. Yeah. It doesn't matter. That's, you know, fine, but they're intellectual. Yeah. Like have shows where they are basically doing like who wants to be a millionaire type questions. Not on that super high level, but seriously have like A, B, C, D, E or A, B, C, D as answer choices. They have a little touch screen. They touch the answer. You can see what both people answer and then the right answer is shown. You know, make this entertaining. When I do meetings nowadays, because we have, you know, the Corona times and everybody's at home. How do you make a meeting interesting? Get some active yeah exactly. active participation right yeah. so what do you do you do like a i don't know like a, a fun quiz right yeah. where you have a couple of questions and sometimes they're not even job related you just want to have people have fun and then you have little prices for whoever wins obviously in a debate whoever wins gets the bragging rights first of all and is probably better off for a poll or something like this it but, makes your day as well yeah. if you win <laughs> but, this, but this could be super interesting especially since uh trump and in, in his case he he claims a lot of things about like knowing the declaration of independence knowing all the rights knowing it and you could have like just you know th those games are basically online you could have like certain excerpts of the like declaration of independence or something there like is this in the Declaration of Independence or not? Like you're free to bear arms, but also your freedom to speak and stuff like this. Like, yeah. This would be so funny. This right? would be so funny. Do you remember the time someone asked for his uh, favorite Bible verse? Because he was saying, I mean, he's, 
he's sort of uh, he's a Republican Party. He was Republican Party candidate back then. And of course, he was saying, oh, I'm very religious. I'm yeah. very pious and yeah. everything. And someone went, OK, what is your favorite Bible verse? He didn't know. He was like, yeah, I love all of them. I, I love all it's, it's not fair to, like, to choose one right now. There's so many. And he, he never ended up t saying any verse at all. No. Well, to be fair, I don't think I could. I could name one right now. Do you? Could you name one from? Well, you're not Christian. You have a different nomination, but still. I've. I mean, no. Um, but the thing is, I'm not bragging that I'm exactly. the most religious person in the world. I wouldn't and, brag either. You know, that's the thing. Yeah. If and, you're not, you're not. Don't yeah. say that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and nobody asked him for saying it. Like, well, I guess he was asked, but you don't have to like then jump onto that bandwagon yeah but still so stuff like that i think would actually enhance the viewer's ability to enjoy a debate like this because honestly this was a murder show <laughs> i mean it was yeah. okay so first of all second then you would have a format where well yes you can actually learn something about candidates about maybe their thought process about certain things um, and although there will still be claims of this was unfair here this was unfair there you know the answers blah 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 Looking apart from all that, which you, with a president like Trump or a person like Trump, I should say, will probably always have, that's pretty fair, right? This is yeah. this is a, a cool concept. This can, we should try this in Germany. I mean, do we know any of our local Hamburg leaders? Oh, that's what <laughs> we should try it with them. This would be interesting, <laughs> having like when they have their open mics at like a bar or something or like a exactly, like a, yeah. Yeah, and even if it's all now virtual, you can you can still do stuff like that. So again, so this is, you know, I love to try to think outside of the box, see what comes from a crazy idea, like have them wrestle. If you actually boil it down, there is an essence to the competition aspect. Yeah, I agree. In a more than verbal and who had the better arguments term with a just simple facts-based approach to having people learn. So, uh, We'd love to hear from you. Definitely leave a comment down uh, under the video if you're watching on YouTube. Or if you would love to send us an email, our email address is in the show notes. So you can, you can always do that because that's, I think, something that's, uh, that would help a lot, right? That would be, that would be just an interesting, an interesting thing because you can't really prepare anything if you don't know the answers and have just random stuff in there. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, Javier, uh, it was super interesting to talk to you about this debate. And although I did say, and I'm a little bit sorry, <laughs> I did say we wouldn't drift into the politics of the actual two people too much. We still did. I mean, it was kind of to be expected. That was the main news. What can you do? <laughs> that was yes, the main news, news yes. two days ago. So, of course, we had to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. But on the, uh, on the broader topic of actual debates... All the stuff we talked about now, I would actually sign to have implemented in Germany as well. Even though our debates are more civilized, I think some of these factors could still enhance the aspect to the general broad public of accessibility, of making it interesting. Because once again, politics, especially this debate, was probably one of the most entertaining ever. <laughs> yeah. Right. right. If, in terms of funny, yes. <laughs> but it's not good, right? It shouldn't no. be f funny and like for us it's funny because yeah. we don't have to live with that product. Well, we kind of do because we're working for an American company and stuff like that. So, And of course, whatever happens in the US, it has its impact on the rest of the world as well. So, Especially with stuff like climate change yeah. and, and like policies around that. Definitely agree. However, even though we don't have that terrible, terrible situation here right now, yeah. it's still something where I would say, you know, yeah, mute the mic if someone is not sorry. That's just basic stuff, right? Yeah. And maybe have them on like a game show concept. Yeah, let's, let's hope that this is going to be the case sometime soon. Yeah, I mean, uh, we, can only, we can only hope. And we, we, may, we may see this into our lifetime. So maybe we should start like a petition or something for this. <laughs> Cool. We can do that. We can also set up a GoFundMe thing to, you know, <laughs> actually try and do that on a local level here. I mean, yeah. Sure. You never know. I mean, why not? Why yeah. not? Cool. All right. Well, thanks so much for uh, listening or watching this ninth episode of our German Masala podcast. I was obviously joined here by Javier. Javier, it's been a pleasure and joy as always to talk to you about topics like this. And although we probably touched on a couple of topics where you're like, you should have gone more into detail, you should have done this, it was still a lot of fun. And in two weeks' time, uh, 
I will be surprised by whatever you have to offer me, right? Yeah, yeah. It was my pleasure talking to you about this topic. And yeah, let's see what I will talk about. Maybe the second debate? No, I'm not really sure. Well, there's the, there's the vice president's debate between Harris Oh, and... that could be really interesting. Well, I mean, uh, it's your choice, what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. I, I like Kamala Harris a lot. Let's see, let's see. Let's see what happens. All right. We will. Cool. And you will see this as yeah. well. German Masala is a podcast on the Alex Universe basically brand. It's not quite a brand yet, but maybe I'll make it into one at some point, which is currently this podcast hosted by Harbier and myself and a YouTube channel called Alex Universe, where I talk about electric cars. You might have seen me if you watch this on YouTube wearing my Tesla Cybertruck shirt. Such a cool shirt. Such a cool shirt. I'm jealous now. I enjoy this as well. <laughs> buy one on their side. Um, if you enjoyed this, please do leave a thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube and leave a comment. We are looking forward to hearing from you. Or if you're on any other service than YouTube, even on YouTube still, subscribe to uh, make sure that you don't miss any of our episodes. And if you have any suggestions or comments, discussion topics that you want to send in, again, our email address is in the show notes below. Or if you're watching on YouTube, do leave a comment. Thanks so much. We'll be back with another episode in two weeks time. Thank you.